This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders in the bibliophile space. Anyone who is interested of books, whether you're a writer, a librarian, a bookseller, an author, a publisher, the truth of the matter here is that we bring guests on to share advice and journeys and their stories through conversations to help you. So today I have Amy Lozak, who spent most of her life in Queens, New York, and now lives in New Jersey. She is an experienced public relations professional specializing in healthcare media relations, her mother, Sidel Rosenberg, was a teacher and published writer, especially poetry, and most especially haiku and related forms. Sid was a charter member of the Haiku Society of America in 1968, and Amy is a member today. In 2018, just a few years ago, Penny Candy Books, started by two poets, released H is for Haiku, who is, which is illustrated by Sasan Shobali, Amy wrote the introduction. This children's collection was honored by the National Council for Teachers of English as a 2019 notable poetry book. It was also shortlisted, shortlisted for a 2018 Sybils Award. This is amazing. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm so honored to be here. Well, this is exciting because you have a very unique situation in that you were part of publishing a book, releasing a book of your mother's work. So tell us a little bit about the journey. It's been a long journey, um, which I think might be um, good to know for, for many people who are embarking on this journey to achieve a dream to publish a children's book. Um, my mother, Sidel Rosenberg, uh, sadly passed away in 1996 in Queens, New York, and it was a rather unexpected and sudden death. Um, she had been a teacher in New York. She had been a writer for decades, uh, in, especially poetry and haiku, as well as other things. And she had long wanted to publish uh, a children's book of haiku and preferably um, an ABC type of, of reader. Unfortunately, she didn't get a chance to do that. She was well anthologized and published over the course of her literary life, but she died before she could realize this ultimate dream. And she did try, though. She sent out manuscripts to various publishers. I have some of her old rejection letters, which she kept um, as a reminder, I guess, to keep on going. Um, but when she passed away in 1996, unfortunately, that dream came to a, an abrupt end. But even as far back as 96, her family and I said, we have got to finish that, that journey that she began. But I have to tell you, it took me a long time. It wasn't like, okay, let's just get out there and gather her work and, and start uh, sending it out. I procrastinated for a long time. Uh, it wasn't until about 2011 that I finally said, okay, I gotta get my act together because time is not on my side. <laughs> the hourglass, the sands were running through and time was not on my side. I mean, I was getting older too. And uh, finally in 2011, 
I, I took baby steps. Uh, I, I just started going through the massive, a massive number of things that she had um, that she had collected, which we had brought with us to our, our house when we moved to New Jersey, going through her papers, going through her materials. And I found some of her old manuscripts and I just started going through them and curating them and doing my homework, my research. It was, I, I am so blessed Maria because I had the, the grace and the encouragement and the support of so many people in the poetry community, in the kidlit community, my family, my coworkers at the agency where I worked and, and bosses and colleagues. I mean, it's really, it, it really did take a village to kind of help me uh, propel myself on this road. Um, and I didn't immediately start sending out to publishers once I had the manuscript finalized. I, I was going about things in other ways to revive some of her work. I worked with a, a wonderful nonprofit arts education organization in New York City called Arts for All, arts-all.org, artsforall.org, uh, uh, artsforall uh, to, um, to work with teachers in schools on arts education programs. And the haiku that I collected were used to help uh, were used as prompts, if you will, for painting and drawing and music and even theater. And that was a, a wonderful partnership with Arts for All uh, in New York. And we did that for several years. So I funded the teaching residencies for uh, these programs in schools in the Bronx and in Queens. And so I did things like that to bring mom's work to life in a way that would be meaningful for young people today. And then finally, I decided to just, okay, let's just do it. Um, I started to send out the manuscript. I researched um, publishers where you didn't need an agent. Not that I didn't think about getting an agent, I did. But I, I wanted to be realistic and practical. Um, we are talking about a deceased author. And even though I am her surrogate and her proxy, I, I wanted to try and, and see if I could do this on my own. And I knew that that would limit my, my chances, but I decided to try it that way. And so I started sending out to some wonderful publishers where you don't need agents. I did my homework and um, I connected in 2016 with a fairly new children's publisher started by two poets, Chad and Alexis called Penny Candy Books. And their roster of titles um, is luminous. I mean, they just have amazing books out now. And um, they assigned the magnificent Sasan Chalabi to do the lettering and illustrations. And behind me is one of her prints. I'm going to lean to the side. Oh, well, I'm you, um, you know, some people will be watching. Some people will be listening. I'm holding the book in my hands. It's gorgeous it is just isn't it beautiful it is so i know i know by the way that's one of my very uh, my very favorite poems holding umbrellas children like rows of mushrooms glisten in the rain that happens to be one of my very favorites and i have no doubt that this is based on a, a scene that she saw or an experience that she had. And don't forget, she was a teacher. Mm -hmm. But Sawson's art 
is so vivid and clever and the lettering makes the words pop. It really and does. And it really is a beautiful, I think, marriage, if you will, of um, the poetry and and the, the artwork. And, and one of the important things to remember about Haiku Maria is that even though it's a it's a very tight and concise form, it's it's very very expansive and it's meant haiku, uh, which by the way is both singular and 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 uh, plural as a noun. Haiku are meant to be shared. That is an important purpose of haiku. They are meant to be shared, and there should be space and a place for the reader to engage with the words and fill in anything that may be missing. So the reader and the writer connect that way and complete the picture. Oh. So that is why I'm so happy with the way H's for Haiku was produced. And I, I just could not be happier with the way it turned out because again, Chad and Alexis are poets themselves. So we shared, and, and Sasan I think has the soul of a poet. And so that vision was shared and brought to life in this book. So again, I started in earnest on this journey many years after mom died in in uh, October of 96. I started in earnest to kind of, okay, it's time to just do this, come what may. That was in 2011. And I, I connected with Penny Candy in 2016. And the book came out in National Poetry Month, during National Poetry Month in 2018. And quite something. <laughs> and you know, part of this journey has, you know, your mother has led you to your own. In, she inspired you to write yourself um, of your own haiku writing. So, what is next for your inspiration that you gathered from your mom? What, what, what's in the? What are we doing now? What are you doing now? Well, I first of all, she would be shocked because even though she tried to engage me when I was very young in writing haiku and she wanted to share her work with me. And I was, I, we always knew how important haiku as an art form, as a literary form was to her. But um, we were also, I was anyway, kind of indifferent the older that I got. I do regret that now. And it, I realized later on how much of an influence she did have on me. So I I started writing my own haiku and trying to learn because you really never stop learning about this incredibly um, layered form of poetry. You really don't. I, I will always be a beginner. And I think after 30 some odd years, my mother still considered herself a beginner. She was still learning and practicing the form. Um, but I have, uh, I do have a second uh, haiku picture book out on submission and I'm working on a third. Um, the, the two, the one that's out and the one I am hoping to finish up quite soon combines both our work. So that's the, that's the slight twist. It's a, it's a mother daughter collaboration, both books, both manuscripts. So I'm excited about that. And I continue to write my own haiku and to read the work of amazing poets. It's such a beautiful yeah. legacy too, to, to keep your mother alive in the world and just to inspire younger writers and such a beautiful gift that you've given her and a gift that she has given you. And being a mother myself, I love hearing you say, 
you know, I wasn't inspired back then because all these things that we do as mothers for our children, you, you hope that it's going to make it a difference. And sometimes you might not see that early yeah. on, but you know, it somehow as parents, we are impacting our little ones. And I just, I just love it. And I have to tell you, this is going to be our bedtime story tonight is we're going to share this story. Um, H oh, is I'm delighted. With my own three children. So H is for Haiku um, will be shared in our home tonight. Tell me a little bit more. I did notice something really special. There is diversity in your book. And um, you, I, I'm not sure, was it an association that you started for Jewish women writers? Because I did notice that we have. No, I, I didn't start it, I, I came to it. So okay. this is okay. so wonderful. The the book Meshuganas, and you know, this is the good thing about social media yeah. um, and places like Facebook. We found each other online. Um, we found each other online. It was, it, it was in a way quite organic. Um, I have, I, it's really a wonderful community of, of people that I've built up on Facebook. And so we found ourselves, we found each other that way. And uh, one of the original members said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could form a group of women who write uh, Jewish children's books and we can serve as a resource to the Jewish community and to Jewish families. And from that little brainstorm spark, a group grew. And uh, so we are thebookmashuganas.com. Easy to find us on Facebook and we have our website and LinkedIn and Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. We may even, um, we're, we're across social media, but it's thebookmashuganas.com. And we are 18 women uh, around the country and also in Israel who, who write kids' books. And we, a few of us have met in real life as well, which is great. And we, uh, we love each other. I mean, it's, just, it's, a, it's a highly um, congenial and, and, and talented group uh, award-winning authors and illustrators in this group, and I'm so honored to be a member of it. We are having a haiku, a haiku contest. Uh, hai means life in Yiddish. So it's our second annual haiku contest, uh, which is open really to anybody um, who, who wants to submit haiku around a Jewish theme. Awesome. Uh, Jewish themes and topics. Uh, and uh, the the information is on our website. It's on our Facebook page. The deadline is May 31, and there are obviously it's free to enter, and there are prizes, um, mostly books, <laughs> and uh, and other things. And we encourage anybody who wants to submit to submit. Uh, it's open to everyone, uh, but the but the themes should be focused um, on on Jewish uh, Jewish things. If, if at all possible. And can I ask you, is there a, is there a meaning for the word mashugana? Mashugana, mashugana is kind of an affectionate way of saying a little ungapachki, which I should also define. A little, a little crazy, a little <laughs> unusual, eccentric, unique. That's that's what it means. That's yeah. You know, we're having fun with that word. We're being playful with it. 
Well, you know what, Amy, what we will do as we wrap up today, I will make sure that we, um, in our show notes, that we link to the book, Meshuganaz. We will link to the contest that you talked about. We will also link to your publisher and um, your social media handle of Twitter. We'll definitely link there too. So people can follow up with you and continue to see where you're at on this beautiful journey. Um, Without further ado, I want to thank you for being part of the podcast and for sharing this beautiful, beautiful story with us and the creation and the journey you took to get to it from, you know, from poem, from poetry to published work. So thank you so much today. And my, if, if I can just say, you know, anybody If I can do it, I think anybody can. And as long as you have support and you believe in yourself and you allow for the fact that there will be bumps on that road. It wasn't a smooth linear road, but it can be done. So I encourage people with this dream, go for it. There's never a good time, but it's always the best time. Just go for it. Thank you so much, Maria. You're welcome. Thank you, Amy. We look forward to our next interview that will air next Tuesday. Until then, think outside the box and don't be afraid to reach your audience in new and creative ways. Signing out, Maria Desmondi from Cardinal Rule Press. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.